Welcome to the station of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neil, and I'm joined by Giovanni Esperitu. I think I said that wrong, but it's very good, you cool totally to have you. Totally did. It's okay, but thank you for having me. Yeah. How do you pronounce it for everyone out there? And I pronounce it. Okay, it's Giovanni Espiritu. Espiritu. Yeah, like I don't really care. A lot of my friends call me G or Geo, and I don't usually get called by my last name at all. So that's well, fine. That, that would be weird, I guess, if your friends call you by your full name. I'm not in trouble. It's not my mom. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> Very, very good. Well, thank you. Thank you. So currently a Titanic 666, which is on Tubi right now. Yep. Yep. So how did you get involved in Titanic 666? Uh, um, I auditioned for it. And it's funny because I like the breakdowns for the role literally said, Nancy, she has no friends and she has no life. And I'm like, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) It's fantastic. Kind of, sort of. uh, Yeah. But it's like when I actually got the role, I didn't know what project it was. I actually had to look back like six months to be like, oh, it was this one. So, yeah. Oh, so it took a while for it to actually come about? Yeah. Yeah. Was that because of COVID or just, just that's just how things work? I mean, I have no idea. The film business is so weird where you just don't know what's happening at any given time. Sometimes productions can stop right in the middle. Sometimes, you know, they go really quick. Sometimes they're delayed for three weeks, which, you know, some some of that I heard on Titanic because I was talking to Jamie Bamber and he was like, yeah, they had me in a hotel for like a week and a half until they figured out what they wanted when they wanted to start. And I was like, that must have been nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Get to, get to, yeah. I assume yeah. it paid hotel. So, yeah, it works out. Yeah. So, I mean, it was fun. It was it was a really fun shoot. It was ridiculous. We were filming on the Queen Mary, which is haunted. And uh, I like Jamie Bamber and Anna Lynn and uh, who else? Like uh, Joseph Gatz were all like and Regina were like the big big wigs on the set so they had their trailers outside of the of the ship but all of us not really well known actors but working actors had rooms inside of the ship and I don't know you know that the Queen Mary is haunted right no I didn't know this the queen mary is haunted and so like I got in there and like thankfully me and Jay had rooms next to each other so I was feeling okay the very first day and also I was doing like the actor thing of like I'm gonna take pictures by my name my character name and be an idiot (laughs) and when I looked at the pictures it was like a small orb on it and I was like oh shoot what is this thing and I was joking around with my friends like during during like the off time and one of my filmmaker friends had shot on the Queen Mary and he was like yeah we called those the greenies and I did not tell him that it, it was a green orb in my in my picture. So it's right. like, oh, what the hell? And then the next day when they were filming on another level of the ship, we were all completely abandoned on that level. And I was like, no, I'm not going to stay here. So I was totally, you know, I was like, I asked the production if I could stay in my car or stay with background talent because oh, I would wow. not stay in my room alone because it was really scary. Yeah. So yeah. Is Ergo uh, something uh, you believe in before this? Yes. So much, yes. I believe in like other sp- supernatural entities. There's just been too much stuff that has happened in my life to not believe that. And so I, I you know, like I do get really spooked easily. 
Interesting. Yeah, my co-host who can't be here today, uh, Trista Robinson. Uh, she's an actress in uh, L.A., but she also does uh, ghost hunting sometimes. Where does she go? Um, I wish she was here. I didn't know she was going to do that. It's a pretty famous hotel, Hotel Cecil, but uh, Cecil. it didn't that's, have, the, yeah. that's the serial killer hotel. Like you yeah. stay there and you become a serial killer. Going, and then- right. She was going to, but something, I think they actually had bed bugs. And so, so they didn't stay, <laughs> but uh, they're more, more worried about that than the ghosts. Right? <laughs> I would be too. I don't like bed bugs either. They, no, no, no. Yeah. They're not good. Yeah. But have you ever done anything like that or you want to stay away from the ghost, not hunt them down. I, you know, it's funny. I, I usually uh, stay away from that stuff, but I did do, uh, you know, like I freaking love X-Files and I love like, like monster things like that. But I don't think that I can actually do that in real life because I would get way too scared yeah. of doing so. Um, yeah. Like, I feel like I've been through enough stuff in my short life that I, that I don't need to put myself through any more trauma. But yeah, I think I was reading about you and it says that you came from uh, in your teens. You were in a, I have to get the exact uh, biblical doomsday cult. Yeah. And I have to ask what, what that is exactly. And I don't so, want to make light of it. It sounds, it doesn't sound good. It wasn't good, but I think that's also where I have my, I, I, I have like a resilience from that because there was so much really crazy things that happened that like my survival skill was like, okay, so what is the good in the situation, right? Like the great thing about the situation, right? Um, But when I was a teenager, a lot of stuff happened. Um, uh, The cult itself was not a cult at first that you never think that it's going to be a cult at first, right? So a lot of stuff happened in my family and I was sent to the Philippines, la, 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 la. But there, I, I was so in like this, I don't know what is going on in the world, that there was a Bible story group that sang really good songs. Like I enjoyed being with them. And like, it was like a whole bunch of kids and teenagers that were like trying to do good for the, for the world, which is where my brain was. It's like, oh, it's like family. They're trying to good, do good for the world. I have fun singing with them. So I kind of like fell into it that way. And my mom, uh, I don't know if like how much of my story you read. My mom was a teenager when she had me, so she didn't really know how to parent very well. Mm-hmm. So like I didn't have any supervision. So I feel like being part of a Bible group was like a good thing. Right? Yeah, it's a community for you. Yeah. It was a community. Right. And uh, it just started getting crazier and crazier. And, you know, like it, it doesn't always start out crazy. It starts out with like good songs, but then like people were starting to go back to the Eden diet, which meant that they became vegetarians, but not only vegetarians, like vegans. And then it went to like the next level where it's like, we're only eating raw food. So there would be people like just eating like rice, just, just rice. Oh, like hard rice like hard rice, you know, and be like, we are so spiritual, you know? So, I mean, it started going crazy like that. And then there was like all these prophecies about the end of the world and blah, 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 blah. And, um, you know, to the extent that for part of the time I was living in the woods with a bunch of doomsday preppers and away from my family and was married to somebody. And I ended up having a kid who I love and who like literally saved my life because when you're in a situation like that, you definitely, you're like, what is the purpose of living, you know? Um, And my purpose at that time was my child. So I was able to get out of it being like, oh, I don't want him to grow up in this. Yeah. Um, On a a serious question there about all that. um, (laughs) 
Well, uh, is that that was kind of serious? Yeah, you start. Well, yeah, you start with uh, you know, you well, you said you you get involved because they have cool music. Yes. So, but what 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 point do you realize? Oh, this is this is a cult. This is something I don't want to be a part of. Um, you know, like it's 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 such a weird thing because you're like I still have like indoctrination of like ideals in my brain now. The thing that did it for me to get out of that was the person that I was married to was getting more and more abusive. Mm. And for me, I was like, okay, if it happens to me, I can, I can deal with it. I'm strong enough to deal with it. And you don't know that the, the relationship is abusive because that's all, you know, that's all you mm. grew up with. Um, but when he started hitting my child uh, as discipline, yeah. that's when that's really when things started turning and like when I was like, oh, this is unhealthy. And then weird thing. OK, so this is like a weird thing, like of also how I got into acting is like we were in the woods and the only people that I would talk to from the outside world were telemarketers. So what are the I know? And I, I don't mean, want to laugh. But I mean, you know, no, but it's, no, I don't care. Like, yeah, yeah. If you, like, it's totally fine. Like I am like this is like 20 years ago. Um, but they were my only friends mm -hmm. and I would try to keep them on as long as possible because they were the only people that I talked to from the outside world. And um, one of them said that you have a really interesting voice. You have, you should get into voiceovers. And I had no idea what that was. So I looked it up on the interwebs, like the very beginning of, of the interwebs, you know, when you still had the like, you know, that's yeah. I grew up in the eighties. Yeah. So I just looked up the voiceovers and the first thing that came up was stars, the agency in San Francisco. I sent a really stupid recording to them. They ended up calling me in, signing me, sending me out my first job and I booked it. And um, at that time, my husband at the time didn't have a job because he felt like the Lord was coming. Mm. So I was like, Oh shoot, I have a kid. How am I going to make money? I actually booked this thing and it was more money than I had ever made for like a couple hours of work. And I was like, this is a sign from God. Right. Um, and then my agent suggested, and this is, I don't know anything about anything going to classes. And from these classes, somebody in the class gave me a book called free yourself from abusive relationships. And then like, there was a checklist and I was like, Oh, 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 so it's like a series of awakenings. So I can't really tell you like pinpoint, like, Oh, right, this well, is time. Yeah. There's just like been little times in it that I'm like, Oh, Oh, this is bad. <laughs> you know? So yeah. Yeah. Is it, was you that something to get into the shit, huh? <laughs> we go where, wherever the, the conversation goes, I think. You and know. I just, I just cursed. I'm sorry. Oh no, it's totally fine. You can say anything when I'm here. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Because yeah. I try really hard sometimes. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, I usually tell people beforehand they can swear if they like, and sometimes yeah. they're actually shocked. One time they were they were like almost offended. I think like that I would even think that they would swear. But oh no, I was I just actually, saying that's a prerequisite. They didn't have to, you know, just that they wanted to. I actually have a potty mouth, a really bad potty mouth that I am trying to like not have. But Sorry. It's just, well, I don't want to indulge it. <laughs> an enabler no. here. But yeah. Well. Because being coming from that background, sometimes you do things to like just slap yourself out of it. Right. So like, you know, like, yeah, I do have a potty mouth, but I try not to use it because I do teach kids. And sometimes that's not a good thing.
Mm-hmm. Now, when I said like a serious question, and I know I, I laugh a little bit here, and you do too, though, which I think I yeah. I personally think uh, humor is a good way to deal with because uh, all of us have had, you know, I've no was never in a cult, but I've had uh, bad things too. But you know, did you agree with that? That because you seem like a very positive person and, and like to laugh, so I assume that is something that helped you. Get humor through. is so healing because you just like how fucking stupid was I. You know, to like even like, but you can only laugh at it in hindsight when you're going through the shit like you, you don't like it's like tragic and it's like it's like horrific. But like looking back at it when you're in an okay place, when you're like safe, when you have friends, when you you know have done, then it's like, okay, I can look back at it. And also use it as a teaching tool to be like, don't get into this shit. Don't even if they sing well and they have guitars and some of them are very pretty, you know, maybe say no. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a good message for the show today. (laughs) Uh, Have you ever uh, written this as a story? Like, would you want to have this as a movie? I mean, it's funny because when I first got out of it, uh, there was a Philippine network that did do the very beginnings of my life story as a Philippine movie. And the lady that played my mom went on to win like a can 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 Kane's best actress award for another film that she did. So the part of it has been turned into a movie. And I know like people have asked me before, I would really probably, I'm so not sure, look at my verb words right now, uh, want to tell it, but from like, I don't know, from my perspective, because when they did that movie, there were so many things that, that were just like, what? That didn't happen? What? What is, what is that? So I would like to have some creative control over it or, you know, maybe do like a weird documentary about it with sketches that make it not so trauma porn you know that would be yeah yeah i mean like well there's even a a little bit of uh funny things like you said there which oh there's like the tell you could i think the telemarketer actually would be a good character yeah there are so many funny things in it you don't even know like looking back at it when they married me off the preacher had a whiteboard and talked about hypoglycemia (laughs) during the wedding what yeah 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 um things like that things like we didn't have any money um so my mom i don't know why she didn't stop it see i always always like go back and like why did they stop it why didn't anybody say anything we made toilet paper little like flowers because they didn't have money for flowers and we had like little toilet paper like what do you call those things those like ribbons that they put on like the little church things yeah i know what you mean but now not origami but uh i know what you mean like yeah ribbons the streamers, streamers. Ours were made out of toilet paper <laughs> you know like you can't make the shit up you can't make the shit up um so yeah there's a lot of funny stuff about it that i definitely want to put into something someday i don't know what when or how yeah. Yeah. So the voice acting comes about and obviously you're making money with it, but it, it, you find it, it's something like you actually really like. This is like uh, something that you're good at and that you have a passion for. I mean, do I have a passion for it? It's really fun. It's so fun. Like it's fun being ridiculous, like voice acting. Nobody sees your face, so you can do the stupidest things 
when you do it and it actually adds more texture to when you do a voice, like for example, like instead of like, be like, I have a headache and you like, Oh, I have a headache. You hear a lot more texture in it when you actually do something physical and like ridiculous. So I love it because I'm a weirdo Mm -hmm. and it allows me to like, just express myself in a way that I'd never did before. And which is probably why I like the acting thing is because you're not judged for feeling emotions like you are in real life. Mm-hmm. So how does it go from uh, voice acting to, uh, I don't want to just say regular acting. That seems like I don't want to. Yeah, so the agent that I told you about that was like, you need to take classes. The agent that I signed with for voiceover, they're in San Francisco. So San Francisco as a market, it's more, it's a smaller market than in LA. So like your agent will represent you across the board for voiceover, for print, for like commercials, for acting. And they want to make as much money off of you as possible. That's what agents do. So they're like, take classes in acting, in like on camera acting. And that's, you know, where I met the people that were like, you know, you're in a very weird situation. Here's a book to tell you about it. Um, So in that acting class, uh, that's where I was in, like, they do like these workshops. I don't think that they're legal anymore to do like workshops like these, but um, they did these workshops where uh, an agent saw me and signed me. And eight months later, I think... Was it eight months later? I don't know the dates anymore, but I booked my first actual role on ER. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was a recurring role. That was my first union role ever with that agent. And that's why that's kind of how I got started acting, because basically my agent was like, we want to make money off of you. So go take on camera classes. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, what's that experience like? Well, if, especially your first one being on ER, it's a big show, but coming yeah. into a Established show, which I assume, you know, they have people that come in and out, but they have like a core group of people that are on the show and that make the show. Yeah. How was that like? Yeah. What's that experience being, like? Being absolutely new. At that, that was so long ago. So that was like so long ago. Just letting your listeners know so long ago. ER is not even on television. My students don't know what ER is. It's whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I was just but, saying it's one, of my, it's one of my mom's favorite shows. Yeah, but um, I was on there when Ming Na was still on there, when Mikai Pfeiffer was on there, and when Noah Wiley was on there. So they were used to, for those listeners that are younger uh, than 30, uh, those were like the big people at that point in time. Uh, and I such a newbie. Like I'm always taught to be grateful for everything, but the cast, <laughs> the casting director that hired me, literally went up to me on set and went, "Gio, don't fuck it up." <laughs> oh my god! So Not much had any pressure, right? No. <laughs> um, but you know, like you just try to do the best that you can at any given time. Uh, I was on there for four episodes, and it's like basically a blink and you miss me. Type of role, like when I ordered light beer, I messed up a patient's diagnose, diagnose, di- what's that word? Diagnosis. Too much beer. Yeah. Yeah. With too much beer. Um, yeah. So that was fun. But being an actor is really hard. So even though I was super lucky, is that my first role? There's definitely been times in my career where it's like, what am I doing with my life? You know, because the bookings and the roles for women and women of color just aren't as prolific as, for example, if I had been a dude. Mm-hmm. Has that changed uh, the last few years? I know it has because uh, I do a lot of horror movie stuff. And in the independent horror scene, it's really I think they kind of uh, took on to that before it became more mainstream. 
Yeah, no, I th- I think it's gotten better. It definitely has to get even more better. I am so dumb. <laughs> you, know, like, you know, find the words. But I think horror is where you a lot of strides are taken to because you have more leeway because a lot of horror is low budget. You know, people don't go to horror to, you know, see an Oscar winning film, right? right, right yeah. So so the so the so like you can have more play. You can have more um you don't have to answer to as many people, which for a long time, for a lot, lot, like people were looking at demographics and, you know, what, what is, what was selling and what, what society said was valuable, but horror is like, I don't give a shit. If it's fun, I'll do it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I say you also a director, filmmaker, um, What kind of stuff do you like to make? And which do you prefer? Uh, I assume they're both creative outlets, but uh, would you prefer to make things, like write things and create things? Or I guess they're both creating. Uh, you mean, do I like... Uh, do you like writing? acting? Would you rather be, uh, you know, performing in front of the camera or, or oh, actually uh, uh, writing and directing? So the writing and directing came from a frustration of, like I was telling you, not not having enough roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I have horror. friends like that. Uh, you know, especially female friends who they yeah, exactly right. yeah because if you look at the the just the number of roles like if you look at the data the the number of women actors versus the roles written for women versus the number of male actors versus the roles written for males they're so skewed it's like ridiculous so out of and then if you're a person of color it's like even worse so it writing and directing came from a place of like just being utterly mad about the situation. So do which one do I like better? I like both of them. I love being invited to things. I have so much insecurity that when people ask me to be part of things, I'm like, ah, you really want me? You're my friend, right? So um, I love that part of it, especially if it's a role that I, I connect with and could have a lot of fun with. Like Nancy, like, even though she's like super fucking annoying and like, like super cringe and like has no friends. There is such a big part of me in that, you know, and like being able to run around and like scream my head off. That's so fun. Like, I don't give a shit if some person's like this movie was horrible. What the hell about the FX? You know, like, (laughs) do you know how hard it is in the first place to make a movie? No, you don't. And also, like, I met some really fun people on set and like just like I wish I wish I was so hoping for that I could hang off of something and like fall and scream into something and like get like gory and whatever like I wish that I could do that they I don't know what like what happened you know like but like when do you ever get opportunities like that only through like the acting thing so uh, in response I love acting. I love being invited to things, uh, but I love the control that I have being a director and writing things because I can write myself into non-stereotypical roles right? or, you know, but also freaking finding funding for films is so hard. You know, that's like just another thing that you have to like worry about if you're a director. Mm hmm. How has the, the rise of streaming uh, affected you as a filmmaker and a, an actor? Well, there's more places to showcase your films, which is great. Um, it, but it comes back down, like, how's, how has it affected me as an actor? Uh, it still comes down to, like, 
okay, so what roles are available for a person of my face and my gender and my body type? Because I'm not, I'm not a stereotypical, well, I'm not stereotypical, typical period, but like, I don't, I'm not like a pretty Asian, you know what I mean? Like I'm a regular faced Asian, um, like in casting in LA, like I'm known as a real person, right? Like my body is like real. It's not like attractive. Right. And so like more roles go to like the attractive girls with the boobs and like the butts. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm just being real here. right? Like, I'm just being real. So for anybody to even like consider somebody like me feels like a win already. You know, which is so sad to say. It's so sad. Uh, I don't remember what you asked, Neil. I'm sorry. Like That's I got all right. I think we we answered it. Probably was a probably better answer than my question. So. Okay. <laughs> but I, I do want to Titanic six six six. The silent movies are they're really kind of their own genre. I think, uh, and they have their own fans who like these kind of movies. So. Oh yeah. Uh, and <clears throat> what's it like to be in a movie? I assume you're mostly in front of green screen to to put in a lot of the effects. Um, so did I do a lot of green screen work? I wish I did. See, that's the thing that I was saying. It's like, I wish you wanted to be. Yeah. You wanted to get killed by the ghosts and not to spoil the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted, I wanted some gruesome, like, that's the fun part for me. Um, I, what was the question again? Sorry. My brain just went to green screen. Uh, Yeah. If you were working with a lot of effects. Oh, working with a lot of effects. Yeah, I, I actually, a lot of my scenes didn't have a lot of, you know, effects. There was, there was a person on the set that got to get pulled by <laughs> things and do stunts and stuff. And I was like, so jealous, you know, um, he didn't actually, no, I can't say anything about the movie, but um, <laughs> because people are, you should watch it. You should I watch it. I, oh, well, yeah, everyone else. Yeah, it's not yeah, just me. Right, right, right. And you're <laughs> watching it. Yeah. But I literally laughed at this person's death because when they sh- shot it, I was like, oh, and then when I saw it on film, I was like. <laughs> 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 <You know? laughs> but it's 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 all it's its own kind of fun. You know what I mean? Like people like they had this thing at WonderCon where they unveiled the trailer. Right. I didn't get I didn't get like the invitation to it, like as an actor. But I went there because I wanted to see what it was like. I wanted to see what it was like to have a trailer debut at WonderCon. And I just kind of went in there incognito. And there are like super fans, you know, of just like, like just the ridiculous Sharknado Asylum films. You know what I mean? There's a certain type of like comedy, like, oh, cringe. Oh, why did they do that? Oh, my gosh. You know, that that these movies attract and it's just fun to watch there's some kind of catharsis to it Mm -hmm. it's it's almost like the catharsis that people get from like hallmark movies it's like it's like so cheesy cringe but this is like cheesy horror cringe you know what i mean there's i bet it'd be fun to watch it with a group of people like that oh yeah it would be i like i want to be like that those little puppets like in the in the in the side being like oh you do you guys don't know that this is what just happened on this thing (laughs) (laughs) like I want to do that. <laughs> That's a very specific thing to be. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's something you can write. You can write yourself as a puppet and then uh, I get some death. <laughs> yeah, I'm a weirdo. It's okay. It's yeah. fine. And, and then I will invite you to whatever. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I'll be like, yeah, friend. <laughs>
So uh, what are you working on currently? Uh, currently, I just completed writing a feature film, um, and I'll be going on a location scout to Indonesia. Oh, wow. In about a week and a half. Um, biggest thing for that film, again, is the funding. So that's like people that criticize like films like, oh, it's so bad. Blah, 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 blah. It's yeah, they they may be correct on that, but also they don't understand what it takes to make a film, to gather the funding for it, to to putting the people together, to making the schedules that people align on the same day for mm -hmm. films. People don't understand that. So, you know, um, I'm right in the middle of that stuff for a feature that I wrote. And um, I have a short film that just won the Evolve Hyundai Evolved Ooh. Innovation Award. And that film, like I literally got up at 6 a.m. and wrote it and edited it before the 9 a.m. deadline. And it was just like supposed to be like a ha 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 ha, this is fun. And then it won an award. So, and it was made on my phone and my computer, and that's it. So, any filmmakers out there that want to make films, just fucking do the shit with the shit that you have. And you don't know where it might end up. And also, even if it sucks, the next thing that you do, you'll get better at it and just keep doing it because this business is hard. And you know, that advice comes up it. a lot to just make it. And I know it sounds kind of silly in a way, but a lot of people think, hey, I should do this. But then you keep making excuses why you don't do it. But if you don't just do it, it'll, ne it'll never be anything but a thought in your head. Exactly. And it's OK to like let people see your progress what if it's not perfect who the fuck cares right just put your shit out there and you will get better like there's so much um like judgment against things just things in general but we don't allow people to grow as people and it's like that sucks because mm -hmm. we never start out fully formed you know like we're always on this process of like learning and growing and getting better and all that stuff is your short uh, online yet for people nope. to watch? Okay. Not yet. Um, I do have a short called Ally 3000 that will be coming up uh, that TBA Studios bought, but I don't know where, but I'm sure that you can find it somewhere because I, I think Coffee TV 20 did an episode on that short, like a whole freaking episode. So it's somewhere out there, but I'm sure the internet sleuths will find it if they want to. Right, very cool. And where can people follow you? Not back to your home or anything, but because yeah, so, that online. would be an yeah. issue. Um, uh, if you want them to, I don't know. No, assume, assume no. you did. Assume I you am, did. I am an introvert, and I have a really hard time making friends. Honestly, like you see how nervous I am. Like at the beginning of this, like I am a weirdo, and it's uh, uh anyways. Okay, people can follow me. Giovanni Espiritu.com is my website. On Instagram, I'm Geo Spirit, and then the number two. On Twitter, I'm at GeoSpirit. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty, like, I, I'm responsive to people, I guess. You know, like, if people ask me questions about the movie, I will answer them. Very good. I'm yeah. going to go follow you. Okay, cool. I will follow yeah. you back. All right, so. very good. <laughs> this has been very fun. I really enjoyed uh, meeting you. <laughs> nice to meet you, too. Yeah, and hope we get to do this again sometime. <laughs> as long as you're okay with me not being so weird. I I'm totally fine with that. I'm not like the most normal guy. I mean, I've got little toys here behind me. I mean, normal is overrated. Did you see my I puppet? I made that. Oh puppet. wow, I love it. I kept seeing the tail. I actually was wondering if it was a raccoon skin cap. 
which no, is a very strange thing, but yeah. <laughs> it's a puppet and his name is Carlin and I made him and he's uh, he's named after George Carlin. So. Oh, I actually, when you said Carlin, I thought George Carlin, but I thought maybe that wasn't uh, correct, but I approve. Not that you need my approval, but I approve. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Neil. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you again. This is very fun, Giovanni. Is that, is that it? I guess. Yeah. It's, it's been over a half hour. I don't want to keep going. And they told me. Okay, cool. I was like, I didn't know if that was like the intro extra that I wasn't supposed to talk over. Or what no, it? you can do whatever you want. I don't know. This is not professional. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know. I still, I still, I'm trying to, you know, I try to do the right thing. Okay. No, um, it's perfect. I thought it was great. <laughs> Thank you, Neil. Sorry for Thank my you. rambling. No, no. It's great. It, I thought it was very fun. Uh, a, a, a bad interview with someone who just, if I'll, I think I have something cool and they'll go, yep. And then that's the end of it. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm glad I didn't do that. Okay. Yeah, I, I am yeah. too. I am too. All right. Bye. Bye. I'll awkwardly wave as I hit in. Yeah. Okay. Bye. There it is.